welcome to the East Career Podcast, brought to you from the East Career Development Committee. I'm Brad Dennis from Vanderbilt University. Today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, for anyone considering a career in trauma, or not yet sure if trauma is the right path for you, this is the episode you want to listen to. Joining me today are two of the winners of the 2017 uh, Oriens Award, Dr. Danielle Panieri and Dr. Ashley Hink. The Oriens Award was created in 2010 by the Careers Committee, led at that time by Dr. Bill Chu. Oriens is a Latin word, which means east or rising sun. In the context of this award, both translations seem to fit perfectly. The Oriens Award is an annual essay competition that's open to residents and fellows. Applicants submit a one-page essay on the topic of, this is why I want a career in trauma and acute care surgery. So in this way, the Oriens represents both east as an organization, but also our future or the rising sun of our profession. Essays are reviewed and scored by the East Careers Committee, and two winners are selected, one resident and one fellow. The winners are announced at the East Annual Scientific Assembly during the always popular Oriens Award session. The session also features a keynote speaker. Previous keynote speakers include giants of trauma surgery like L.D. Britt, David Feliciano, and Bill Schwab, to name a few. The 2017 uh, keynote address was given by Dr. J.D. Richardson, who gave an excellent talk. In addition to the keynote address, the winners are also invited to read their essay. This is often an opportunity for those of us in the audience to remind ourselves why we went into trauma. It also serves as an inspiration and even motivation to see that there are others earlier in their careers who share the same passion for trauma that we do. After hearing the winning essays at this year's meeting, we thought what better topic for a career cast episode than to have the two winners share their essays with our listeners. So we'll start with our fellowship, uh, our fellow award winner, uh, Dr. Danielle Pinieri. Dr. Pinieri is a fellow at UC Davis who is completing her trauma fellowship. Prior to that, she was a surgical resident at uh, Guthrie Clinic in Pennsylvania. So, Dr. Pinieri, we'll start with you, and you may read whenever you're ready. Thank you. An elderly woman sits at the corner table of one of our town's most popular restaurants. She's with two middle-aged women, a generation her junior. She has an air of distinction and elegance about her. Even through the window from the street, it is obvious she is happy. As she places her coffee mug on the table in front of her, she says something to the woman on her right. It is clear she is lovingly teasing this woman. Even my trained eye does not notice the healed tracheostomy scar. Her midline abdominal incision is hidden deep beneath her perfectly coordinated clothing. No one passing by knows about her broken ribs, her missing spleen and portion of small bowel, or the weeks she spent struggling for her life in the intensive care unit. All those things are behind her now, remote from her thoughts, as she enjoys brunch on this brisk fall morning. One of the women with her notices me as I stroll past the restaurant. A few moments later, I hear the door of the restaurant open, and I hear her ask, Doctor? I turn around and recognize her immediately. Yes. Dr. Danielle, is that you? You look so different in normal clothes. Hello, good to see you. How are you? As we begin to talk, the memories flood back. I knew this woman well. Her mother had been very sick after a horrifying motor vehicle collision the previous winter. I remember looking through her mother's chart over and over, so afraid that I was missing something or that there was something we could be doing better. 
I remember staying late when I had been too concerned about the status of her mother's tenuous health to sign her care out to the overburdened call team. I remember waking up in the middle of the night repeatedly after nightmares that things had gone horribly wrong while I was away. I'm doing well. How are you? And how is your mother? She turns towards the window. She's great. She's right here. She points to the woman who had caught my eye earlier. Despite spending months looking after this woman, I hadn't recognized her. Without the hospital gown and countless tubes, she was someone else entirely. It seemed nearly impossible that the woman I had known could have transformed so beautifully into this lively, vibrant woman in front of me. I feel the corners of my eyes start to water and a choking feeling in my throat. No way. There is no job more incredible than this. There is no force more motivating than the chance to give someone their life back after a disaster strikes. A career in trauma and acute care surgery is physically and emotionally demanding. The hours are not convenient. The patient population is often less reasonable and less grateful than most. And it can take days, weeks, or months to see a patient through their illness. But none of that matters when you save a patient from impending catastrophe. The fruits of this labor make every late night, every call shift, every hard patient, and every moment of missleep worth it. I'm so lucky to be a part of it. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Dr. Pinieri. So let me ask you a couple questions now that uh, I've got you here. So how did you get interested in trauma? Um, I was always intrigued by trauma ever since my first day on trauma as a medical student. Uh, I, I didn't, until recently, I didn't really understand what it was about trauma and acute care surgery that, it, that had drawn me to it. And I was recently asked at a job interview what, what that was. And when I was kind of put on the spot and had to think about it for a moment, I realized that I like the fight of trauma. I like being in the trenches alongside your patient, fighting with them, doing everything you can to try to help them overcome uh, whatever horrible illness or injury has befallen them. And um, I, I like fighting for them to try to get their meaningful recovery and have the life they had before trauma back the way that uh, this patient in my essay did. Um, and so I think ever since my first day on trauma as a medical student, I real noticed that thing, even though I probably couldn't have put it into words then. And ever since that day, that's it. That's all I wanted to do <laughs> is uh, trauma and acute care surgery. Excellent. Well, yeah, I like that. I think, you, I think you definitely did a good job of illustrating that, like you said, being in the trenches and seeing that fight um, in your essay. Um, so do you have any mentors in trauma? Uh, absolutely. Uh, there are two really amazing mentors from my residency, uh, Dr. Jason Granite and Dr. Ann Lehow in Kansas, who both had the same passion for, for the fight, um, same passion for trying to help people get back to where they've been before. And they really helped me and kind of guided me through the process of figuring out where I wanted to go and how I wanted to go about uh, reaching this career. And their kind of undying passion and enthusiasm for the job was really inspiring, even through the rough parts of residency, uh, to look and know that, you know, they were, were doing it and were so happy and so satisfied with their job. 
Um, and another inspiration I would say is uh, certainly uh, Dr. Schwab, who I got to know uh, through various means throughout my residency, who has just accomplished so much and provided so much to trauma as a whole and how it's practiced. And uh, he kind of has the bird's eye view, the bigger view of the systems of trauma and how everything works together um, and how you make a big impact on the system itself, uh, which has been very inspiring to me and helps me to uh, pursue some of my research endeavors. Cool. Excellent. So, and then the last question for you. Um, what would you say to anyone who's considering doing a trauma fellowship? I would say you definitely won't regret it. <laughs> and I would say to look look for somewhere that uh, has the same type of uh, personality as you have or the same kind of motivators, the same kind of passion that you have, because uh, those are the people you want to learn from and the people who can teach you quite a bit. Um, I'm very, very happy with my choice of being at UC Davis. I've learned quite a bit. There's a lot of uh, very, very smart, well-trained people there, and I'm very grateful. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you for thank you for being with us today. We appreciate it. That was, those are some excellent answers and, and definitely an excellent essay. Oh, thank you. So let's. Uh, you're welcome. Let's uh, let's shift uh, to our resident winner. Um, and that's Ashley Hink. Uh, Dr. Hink is currently a PGY-4 um, at the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. Uh, prior to coming to MUSC, she was a graduate of Brody School of Medicine at East Carolina. So thank you, Dr. Uh, Hink, for, for being with us today. And you may uh, begin reading your essay whenever you're ready. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Dear Jane Doe, you don't know this, but you changed the trajectory of my life the day you swerved into oncoming traffic, the day your life also changed, and the day your unborn child lost the chance to enter the world. You entered the trauma bay in PEA arrest, and I thought you were going to die. The rhythm of your heart became recognizable after your pneumothorax was decompressed and your pulse became palpable, but your abdomen swelled with blood. I was there in the operating room where your liver was packed and your mesenteric injuries were repaired, and I was by your side when you came back to the ICU, your abdomen open for the world to see. I fixed a laceration on your face and placed my first central line in your left subclavian vein. I was there when the obstetrics team confirmed the loss of your child, and I took your hand as if you could hear the news. Your abdomen was soon closed as you stabilized, surviving the insult that almost stole your life. I was lucky enough to walk by the day we weaned your sedation and you woke to the world, proving your lungs could fill with sustaining volume. You waved me over, wide-eyed and unexpectedly lucid, pointing to your endotracheal tube. I said soon and told you that you were strong. A tear rolled down your cheek, and after motioning for a pen, you wrote on a torn piece of paper, thank you. We never got to speak as I moved on to my next rotation a state away, but I was okay with that. I realized that I did not need to know you to care about you. I cared about you nonetheless without hearing your voice or the intimate details of your life beyond the loving insight from your family and without having the traditional physician-patient relationship that I previously thought defined our job. Everything I thought I knew about what it meant to be a physician changed. Whatever doubt I had about my future was gone. I wanted to become a trauma surgeon, and you were a part of that. And what I learned from you and others is why four years later I still want to be one. When I encounter patients in the trauma bay, they are like you once were, a blank slate, a person in need of care. I see their vitals on the monitor. I hear their voices. 
I hear their breath sounds and I feel their pulses, or I don't and I ask. They usually don't come with a referral or a stack of paperwork to piece together their stories. It's my job to figure it out. I don't care about their insurance status, employment, religion, political affiliation. In this moment, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me if they were injured in an act of deviance or illegal activity or victims of such. For now, I'm just their doctor, and I'm here to take care of them. Is there any other specialty that a physician gets to say that so purely? We get to be doctors for you, for everyone. And once their acute surgical and medical needs are met, I will be their advocate for recovery and safety. I will get them the help they need for substance abuse or mental illness or to leave abusive partners or a seemingly inescapable world of gang violence. They may accept the help. They may not. I will get them home or to a place they can recover, or perhaps I will protect their organs for that of another and help them die in a dignified way they desired. And I'll say I'm sorry I couldn't do more. So, Jane, not only was I intrigued to be by your side through your resuscitation, your operative interventions, and your critical care, you taught me that perhaps the most amazing part of being a trauma surgeon is that for moments in time, I just get to be a doctor to anyone who comes my way. And I sometimes get to save them, heal them, and maybe help them change their lives. Or I will be there to help them die in peace, all of which are honors beyond description. I will tell each one I'm going to take care of you. It is that simple. So, Jane, thank you. That's excellent, actually. Very, very moving. Thank you. Thank you. So let me ask you a couple questions while I've got you as well. So how did you get interested in trauma? So I became interested in trauma secondary to a really wonderful set of mentors and attending physicians at East Carolina when I was a medical student, similar to Danielle. I never thought I would become a surgeon, uh, but I realized during my medical school training that I really I, I appreciated um, dynamic medical care and kind of taking care of very sick patients and medically complex patients, but then I really loved being in the operating room, and I really loved uh, the care of trauma patients, and I had this wonderful uh, group of attending physicians, and this was when Dr. Rotundo was still our chairman at East Carolina, and um, Eric Toshlog and Dr. Michael Bard were um, very um, important to me and kind of gave me a lot of confidence and guidance as they realized that I really loved surgery and I loved what they did, and uh, through that and my public health interest in um, violence and injury prevention Prior to coming to medical school, I realized that kind of all of my interests merged in the setting of trauma surgery. So it was really there as a medical student that I realized that that's what my calling was. That's excellent. So you mentioned a few names, but uh, I'll go ahead and ask you anyway. Mm -hmm. Do you have – who who do you consider uh, your mentors in trauma? Sure. I mean, I I definitely think it's been a bit of a journey um, starting from them at East Carolina – And I'm not sure there's one specific person. Uh, All of my attendees at MUSD are really wonderful um, and have given me a lot of insight because they all come from different backgrounds and all trained at different fellowships. Um, Everett Erickson um, has been really wonderful to me from the beginning um, clinically and always challenges me. And Dr. Stephanie Montgomery, who's no longer with us, has been a real inspiration and is very similar to me, and I've always looked up to her as a female in trauma. Um, and Dr. Stuart Leon is very special to me and um, 
has given me a lot of inspiration as well. So they're all very important to me. And I, I have a special love for pediatric trauma, and I'll say that all of our pediatric surgeons as well um, at MUSC have been really wonderful to me and have allowed me to do some work with them and quality improvement. Um, so I really kind of owe a lot to a lot of people, I must say. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. Um, what would you say to anyone who's considering uh, doing a, fellow, a trauma fellowship? Well, I think that one thing I would say, and maybe Danielle can talk about this a little bit in her experience after going through this, is that there are times I have found, even though I've wanted to do this for many, many years, um, I don't always find that people are uh, encouraging outside of the trauma world. So when I encounter sometimes other um, attendings and other specialties, you know, I, I almost hear discouraging comments about it. Um, and sometimes it's for the things that I love about it. So I love taking care of kind of complex multi-system disease. I like the spontaneous um, aspect of it. I like that I get to do a little bit of GI surgery and thoracic surgery and vascular surgery, and I like those things about it. And it's not always surgery. Sometimes it's the critical care aspect. And so sometimes I think that they almost don't consider us real surgeons, and I think that we are the most amazing real surgeons. And so I think that for people considering it and that sometimes hear a discouraging message, I say just tune it out because the reality is, is I think it's a calling and I think it's the most amazing field. Um, and I think that it's important to just identify people that love it and are great mentors and to find some solace in the fact that you're able to do something amazing for people that step out of the door and expect to have a normal day, whether it's driving their children to school or walking down the street, um, because the reality is any of us can be a trauma patient on any given day, no matter what our walk of life is, and we have the ability to do something amazing. And I think that there's so many wonderful things about it and um, and to just stay steadfast with that interest. Oh, that's um, yeah, I, I would kind of okay. <laughs> go ahead, Danielle. No, I, go ahead. I would kind of um, just tag onto that. That in my experience, actually, I think the people who say um, maybe negative things about trauma, like "oh, you want to be a non-operative surgeon" or whatever, I think a lot of those people are actually jealous <laughs> that they didn't choose trauma <laughs> to do with their life. Because uh, every day, you know, you you see it in residency, you see it in fellowship, and I'm sure in your career afterwards. But the people who come to work every day with a pep in their step and enthusiastic mm -hmm. and excited to be at work are your trauma and acute care surgeons. And uh, you don't see the burnout in this field that you can see in other types of surgeons. And a lot of the people who maybe made those comments at some point in my career uh, later made other comments, and I kind of realized maybe maybe they there's parts of trauma and, and acute care surgery that they miss, or maybe they, they feel that they would have preferred to go that route and kind of wish they could change it. So I, mm -hmm. I think it's – obviously, I think it's the best – career in surgery and in medicine for that matter, um, for all the reasons you described, you get to be, you get to operate in any part of the body, you get to um, take care of all the different types of problems your patients may have, either from their trauma itself or from their uh, critical illness afterwards. Um, you get to be their complete doctor. Yeah. And uh, everyone, I, you know, everyone who goes into it who I know still has the same enthusiasm and passion for it that I had when I first kind of discovered this field as a medical student, and I think that really speaks volumes. Oh, I, I agree with both of you, and, and, you know, as somebody who's been doing it, you know, for a while now, uh, yeah, I I'm, I'm agree. You know, I think that our group is, is definitely the group that, 
is most happy to be there, uh, that seems to like what they do the most um, at the risk of, you know, offending some of the other specialties. I, I agree with you. There's probably some jealousy. <laughs> I, think there's probably, <laughs> I think there's probably some fear as well, you know. I mean, because mm-hmm. we're going into an abdomen not having any idea what we're going to encounter. I mean, you know, yeah. thinking we kind of know what's going on in there sometimes, but – but, you know, fear of the unknown is, is very scary for a lot of people. But I think uh, the acute care surgeon, you know, I mean, you either have to confront that fear and overcome it or, or it's one that you're uh, – it's a reality that you're comfortable with. And uh, yeah. I think it, it's a unique trait uh, among some surgeons. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, on behalf of the East uh, Career Development Committee, uh, I want to thank each of you for taking the time to speak with us today. As a reminder for those residents and fellows listening – uh, applications for the 2018 Orion's Award will open later this summer. The application deadline is October 31st. So now's a great time to start thinking about your essay. Um, and as always, the topic is, this is why I want a career in trauma and acute care surgery. Uh, as a reminder, Orion's winners get free or complimentary uh, registration for the East Scientific Assembly meeting. Uh, this year it will be held at Disney's Contemporary Resort in uh, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Uh, additionally, they'll get travel and lodging reimbursement for the meeting, and they uh, get to, invited to read their essay during the 2018 East Orient Award session at the meeting, and possibly even on a podcast like this in the future. Um, so I'm Brad Dennis. I hope you enjoyed the program. When you find a moment of time, please visit the East website at www.east.org for more East Career podcasts and other valuable information.